You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in and checking out another great episode of SOB, Style of Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Keetra. And today we're going to be discussing ways to build and scale your online business, your online business, rather, with Tudor Dumigrescu, who is the founder of Tanda Digital. And so let's get started. Let's drop that introduction for us, Tudor, and give us a little bit about your background, your, you know, how you got started with your entrepreneurial journey, and then we're going to roll into like all of the good stuff from there. So other than that, how's your day going? How's everything been? Hi, Kitra. So first of all, thank you very much. I really appreciate the the introduction and um, thank you for this opportunity. So um, to answer the question, really, my entrepreneurial journey started uh, immediately after I finished university. So I finished university. Um, I went to university in the UK. And what I realized is that I didn't really want to work a job and that I was very independent minded. Um, and that really wasn't my thing. So I really jumped into this whole online game, so to speak, just because I was trying to find a way to make an income. And I had previously worked while in university. I have freelanced in the past and I had some experience doing it, but obviously I wasn't doing it full time. You know, it was sort of like a side gig, so to speak. So I really moved into doing it full time. And I was working as a copywriter back then. And uh, it's still a great field. Uh, by the way, to go into for pretty much anybody who is interested to get started with an online service. And the reason I say that is because copywriting is pretty much writing words that sell, right? And that entire relationship with sales is very important because people are always willing to pay for that because the return is immediate, right? You can see if it's working or not. Um, it's very close to the actual results, so to speak. So with something like design, for example, it's more complicated because you can't really say if this design is bringing you more sales or not. But you actually can do that with copy. And it's a lot easier to do that with copy. So it's still a great field. That's how I got started. And um, I kept, I specialized when I started doing it full time and I started concentrating on the finance niche. Okay. And I've worked with some of the big names in, um, in uh, finance. Um, and at one point with one of the Chinese companies that I was working with, um, I've finished writing a landing page for a funnel that they were about to launch. And the problem for them was that they were in a crunch for developers. Their developers were working on their other funnels and they had nobody at that moment to actually build the page when I had completed the copy. So they they came to me and they were like, well, can't, can't you do this? And I was like, well, I'm not a developer. You know, right, I'm yeah. a copywriter. So um, then uh, were, they were like, well, can't you find somebody who can do this? And uh, that's sort of how I jumped off from being a freelancer to starting my own agency. 
Um, and so, yeah, I went about, I searched for a developer, I found a developer and I actually got the entire project done. And oh, wow. yeah. that really gave me a taste for the agency world and for basically the ability to do bigger projects and also the ability to uh, obviously access a lot more money because people ultimately, this is the realization that I had back then, is that people ultimately are going to pay for the result, yeah. right? They don't really care what goes into it so long as they obtain the result that they're looking for. So um, by basically expanding the scope of the services, so it wasn't just copywriting, but it was full sales funnels, you know, I was able to build my agency um, around that, specifically working with with um, with finance clients. Um, so that's really how I got into the whole agency world. Nowadays, um, I've I'm moved completely by now. I've passed off remaining clients that I've had in the agency business. I still work with one or two here and there, but for the most part, I'm completely done in terms of the agency because I wanted to move to actually teaching people how they can follow the same sort of journey, yeah. especially with, um, with COVID. As you know, a lot more people are moving online. A lot more people are interested in different ways to make an income and also to make a difference in the world. And it's my belief that we need much better quality marketing if the online economy is to grow and thrive. Marketing is really what brings the products and the consumers together. And we have a lot of bad actors, so to speak, in marketing. Yeah. Um, agencies which are sort of scammy, not really delivering the goods, and that's hurting people. And I saw this in my own agency because over the years, it just became harder and harder when it came to obtaining new clients because the trust was getting eroded by all these agencies out there who weren't really delivering what they were promising. Mm. So I've sort of made it our mission, you know, to remove the uncertainty for freelancers and agency owners when it comes to scaling and in the process, clean the industry of these scams by pretty much guaranteeing results for them. Um, so that's really our focus now. Our focus is to help 25,000 freelancers and agency owners build the agencies of the future and scale to 100K plus per month with pretty much guaranteed results. Um, and obviously, we take great care in who we choose to work with for that reason. I mean, we don't want to waste their time and we don't want to waste ours. Um, but anyway, this is uh, this is the vision and the mission that we have for the company at the moment. Excellent. Yeah. And thanks so much for that explanation. I, I know you mentioned specifically when you kind of got started, you were in the finance niche. Like how important is just narrowing down your niche in terms of a product or an online service in order to, to build a business? That's a great question, Kitra. So um, it's, it's super important. Um, I didn't realize that um, when I first started freelancing, uh, how important having a niche is, but it is very, very important. And people cannot, who have not done this and who have not been involved with this, they will struggle to understand this. But basically when you niche down, you're going to be able to charge higher prices you're instantly going to uh, appear as more of an authority in the eyes of your client. I mean, a simple thought experiment can shine light on this. You know, let's say that you're a, you're a, a, a dentist, right? And you're approached by two marketing companies. 
One of them is a marketing company working with dentists to help them scale their practice. And another one is just a general marketing company. Who are you going to lean towards working with just by knowing that? Yeah, definitely the one that's going to help you scale. Right. And the one that specialized in dentists in what you are, um, they instantly have more authority and people are more likely to trust them. They're going to stand out much more. So I think especially nowadays, as it's getting a lot more competitive, having a niche and choosing the right niche is critical. Now, if people want a process for choosing the, the niche, um, we have a very comprehensive framework, which we use when we work with people, and it's called the NPOT methodology. And NPOT stands for, for niche, problem, offer, and transformation. And the key thing here is that we cannot choose a niche independently, so to speak, from the other components. Yeah. You know, the niche is always tied around a common problem that people have, right? And the common problem obviously is tied with an offer that can solve that problem and the transformation that the people in that niche are actually looking for. So we've developed this framework for building businesses and getting it right pretty much from the first time and having a process that you can use to scientifically iterate to make sure that you actually do get it right. So um, if people want to find out more about the NPOD methodology and actually apply it to choose their own niche, we have a free training, which is two hours long. It explains the methodology and it explains exactly how they can apply it with actual exercises that they can do so that by the end of it, they can have a very clear idea of what niche they should be going after. So um, they can find that on our website, which is tanda.digital. So that's T-A-N-D-A dot digital. Um, and they, there will be a button there for free training. They can just sign up to it and they can watch it. Excellent. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we'll have people visiting that just to get that information. Now, when we talk about building a business, I know that, you know, obviously you work with a specific type of client. But even before they reach you, I know some people run into the issue of kind of throwing money at, you know, AdWords or, you know, they're doing a lot of Facebook marketing. And even, you know, you have some people who are not even familiar with having to jump on social so that they can market to maybe a smaller demographic in their area. Like, do you what what do you what are your what's your take on like, say, for instance, if somebody is, you know, maybe they're not quite a first year startup, but they're seeing some success, you know, breaking that 10K month mark, they're seeing a little bit of traction and they're looking to scale up. And then, you know, maybe they start with a little bit of Google AdWords. Like, tell us a little bit about your take on just uh, not having to incorporate like an ad spend and maybe going about it in a more organic way to, to build that traffic and that, that audience base up. Mm -hmm. So this is a very important question because when you're first scaling your business, you need to have a reliable way to actually test your assumptions and make sure that your understanding of the market and what's actually going on is accurate. Because if it's not, you're just going to be throwing money out the window pretty much. Yeah. So what happens with ads is that ads are very, very effective if your market hypothesis, your endpoint model, so to speak, is correct and it's fundamentally right, and you're absolutely sure then that it is, then you can scale with it. Um, but if that's not perfectly right, then you're just going to be wasting a lot of money, you know, just gathering data. 
And you don't need to do that. I mean, inside our agency ascendancy program, which is our main product at the moment, we do not even incorporate ads at all. We've had people who managed to get to 100K plus um, without, without ad spend. And it's entirely possible because many agencies are going to move towards working with bigger and more successful clients. And you don't actually need a ton of clients in order to get to those levels if you build properly and if you build basically using the NPOD methodology. Um, So what I would say is that ads are probably the next stage of evolution. You know, after you've got to 100K plus per month and you want to get to a million plus per month, that's really when ads come into their own. Um, But until that level, you're still really building the foundation of the business, so to speak. And you want to make sure that your assumptions are right. You want to make sure that your niche is right, that you understand the niche, you understand their problems, that you have the right offer, which actually resonates with them, and that your offer actually delivers the transformation that that niche aspires to. Because if any of those components are missing, which we've put together in the NPOD methodology, Um, then you're going to struggle. So for example, let's say that the transformation is missing. Um, If the transformation is missing and they're not getting the results they expect, you're going to struggle to build case studies and you're going to struggle to build social proof. And, you know, especially as more more competition and competition is increasing, testimonials are becoming absolutely essential to distinguishing yourself and showing that you're actually capable of obtaining results and delivering to people. They're an essential component of your marketing. I mean, if you look at some modern sales pages, pretty much um, all they are is just a series of testimonials um, in many cases. So they're they're very, very powerful. If you're missing that component from your endpoint model, so to speak, you're going to struggle to scale because you're not going to be able to reinvest those testimonials and social proof to make selling easier and to reduce buyer skepticism. Exactly. Yeah, no, and I I was just thinking about that. You know, I know you I know you just mentioned uh the sales copy and how important that is to be able to show and and for people to be able to see that proof. What is your recommendation for a new entrepreneur who does have like an online service that they're looking to introduce to to a new audience? You know, maybe they found their niche and they're just kind of getting started. What would you recommend as far as presenting that that initial copy, like whether that be a sales page or should they focus on, uh, you know, pushing it through social media, newsletters? I know there's like a variety of different marketing, serv- uh, not marketing services, but there's a lot of different marketing angles that they can use to, to introduce that. But what would what, what's your take on that? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I think that there are really two questions here. So I'll answer first towards the complete beginner, somebody who is completely new, but they're looking to sell a service online. The the first thing that that person needs to do, which is what I've done myself, is to pick a skill um, and pick a skill that goes with some natural inclination that they have. For example, if they're good with the written word, they would pick a skill that has to do with that. If they're good with visuals, they would pick something like design. Um, there is a framework in the free training and an exercise to actually do this that's going to show them how to do that. But anyway, that's the most important bit because they need to develop a skill and cultivate a skill that they can sell. 
Mm-hmm. Having that skill is, so to speak, the foundation of starting any service business. And initially, of course, they will be selling that skill themselves and they will basically be a freelancer to start with. What I recommend is that they start on Upwork or Fiverr or one of those websites to start with. And the reason I recommend that is because at first they need to gain experience at using their skill and build confidence in their ability to actually deliver um, um, results Mm -hmm. and learn their market. Um, So that's the easiest way to do that. Why is it the easiest way? Well, let's say that I approach you on social media or on LinkedIn or on Facebook and I try to sell you something. The likelihood, if I do that, is that you're not even thinking about buying what I actually have to sell. You're not even aware that you have a problem, right? So first I have to convince you that you have a problem and that this problem is severe enough to merit resolving, right? And then only after I've done that, do I convince you that I am the right person for the job, right? That's very complicated and it's sort of jumping into the deep end as a complete beginner. So it's much better on a place like Upwork because on a place like Upwork, people like yourself or like myself, we would go and we already know that we want to hire a developer, for example, or we want to hire a designer or a copywriter or whatever it is. Right. So you don't have to sell people on the idea of what you're trying to sell. They're already sold on that. They're now just looking for the right provider. So that makes sales a lot easier on these places because you're just competing to show people that you're the right person for the job. So that's what I would advise in terms of how to actually get started. I would say be willing to work for very little on your first job jobs and focus on getting the feedback and the social proof because once you have the feedback and the social proof you're going to be able to increase your prices and you're going to be able to scale that way now if you're working full-time as a freelancer and you've chosen a high value skill you can scale even to 10k per month uh, just through upwork you know i've had clients i think that the biggest one uh, in terms of just doing upwork and growing, they were a freelancer when they came to agency ascendancy. Um, they were doing 30k per month, just freelancing off Upwork and oh, wow. getting clients from Upwork. So it's definitely possible to scale to quite big levels, even as an individual there. Um, so that's my first side of the answer. My second side of the answer is if you're already selling a service online and you've done Upwork and you've done all of that, and now you actually want to build this into a real business that doesn't depend on one channel and you want to take on larger, more complex projects and actually build an agency, what you're going to need is you're actually going to need to learn to do sales um, outside of the environment of Upwork, meaning that you're going to need to learn to build relationships with people, convince them that it's a good idea to buy what you're actually selling, and then obviously do the same thing you've done before, convince them that you're the right person to buy from when it comes to that thing. Um, So it's the next step of evolution. Um, At some point, you know, you're just going to run out of um, high quality clients on Upwork or they're just not going to come uh, fast enough. So you're going to need to expand outside of that naturally. What I recommend if you're selling something that's B2B 
um, is that you start on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great platform. You can post content there. You can reach out to your target audience. You can target by niche, by the specific niche that you're going after. You can connect with those people. You can build friendships. Um, you can help them out. And you can initiate basically the process of securing new clients outside of Upwork. Aside from LinkedIn, Facebook is also very, very helpful. Um, one of our clients, for example, we found she she builds book covers. Mm-hmm. And we found a Facebook group for her and she joined it. And that group is full of authors and they're always publishing new books. And she pretty much became their go-to source for book covers. And pretty much all her income nowadays is coming from that place alone. And she's making a ton of money. Um, so Facebook can also be very valuable, but you have to spend time finding the right groups. Ideally, they are paid groups so that you have a high ratio of buyers to sellers, right? right? Yeah. More buyers than sellers. Because I mean, if you go, I, when I was building my agency, one of the groups that we went in because we were building sales funnels was the click funnels group. Yeah. And I very quickly discovered that in the ClickFunnels group, it's like 95% sellers there, you know, advertise right. their stuff and yeah. like 5% or less buyers. So yeah. it's very difficult to stand out and actually connect with your audience. That's why you, you need to go after the right groups. But I would say both of those strategies, some outbound and content on LinkedIn and finding the right sort of groups on Facebook, joining them and becoming a member of the community. They are the fastest ways to start getting clients outside of uh, Upwork. Upwork. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that because I, I know I've, I've seen it uh, instances to where you know, you'll have someone who is looking to to expand and they the first thing that they um, think about is lead generation, because, you know, sometimes you get especially I know on LinkedIn lately, I've been receiving a lot of those kind of salesy lead generation uh, promotions mm-hmm. to where, you know, you have a company that's that's promising to get you this many leads. And sometimes people see that and it's more like, OK, quality versus quantity. Right. So, it's, you know, it's kind of uh, hit mm-hmm. and miss. What's your take on like lead generation and, uh, you know, working with with those types of companies that offer those services in order to build your business? Mm -hmm. So lead generation is very important, but it needs to be incorporated in an overarching marketing strategy. It cannot be the whole of your marketing strategy. And that's the mistake that a lot of a lot of people make. Um, you know, they they fall into the trap of thinking that if they just do some lead generation, then all their business problems are going to be solved. Um, and that's not true, you know, because very often there's problems with some other components from the end pot model, right? Yeah. There may be a problem with the niche that you're going after. There may be a problem with the problem that you're trying to solve for them. There may be a problem with the offer that you're putting in front of them or with the transformation that you're promising them, right? So until you actually resolve those problems, um, more marketing is not really going to help you in any way. So that's the first thing that I'll say. The second thing is that um, most of the, those lead generation companies rely on just very, very, very massive volume. Um, yeah. And they make up for um, the lack of quality, so to speak, through higher volume. That in the long run is going to negatively affect you because you're not building any sort of brand. 
you're actually doing the, the opposite in your marketing and you're harming your reputation. Uh, so that's not something that you want either. So I would say that lead generation is a very important component of scaling an agency. I've done lead generation for my own agency. We help in agency ascendancy. We help do lead generation for people as well. Uh, but it has to be embedded within an overarching marketing vision so that you can at the same time build brand and build relationships with those people, even if they're not ready to get started and work with you right away. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's great information to know. And I know like Tanda, so tell us a little bit about, I, I want to, before we get ready to wrap up here in a bit, I want to talk a little bit about the things that you're doing to help, you know, agency owners and, and founders get to that next level. Cause I know you offer a different variety of services outside of the, the copywriting. Um, so talk a little bit about those services and also, um, like the time management part. Like if you can throw a little bit of, of, of that in, I think that would be good. Cause you're, also helping to, you know, allow people to save that time and focus on other things in their business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So our we focus everything that we do around our main product, which is the agency ascendancy program. And it's basically a proven way to scale an agency business from, let's say, 10 to 20K per month to the 100K plus per month level. Um, and that's what we focus on. Now, it has four different components. So number one, we have a 10-week training, which is the agency ascendancy training. Um, and I've developed this training basically by um, building my own agency myself. So there's that aspect to it. But I've also reviewed 80 plus different uh, materials oh, wow. for agency owners in terms of scaling. And I can say with an open heart that at the moment, it's probably the very best training that's available out there for agency owners. And it's 43 hours long. It takes 10 weeks. Um, it's broken down into modules so that by the end of the training, they will have gone through all the main components of their business, you know, not just um, sales or lead generation, but the, the whole of it, you know, yeah. like you, how do you create your market strategy? How do you build your endpoint model? How do you test it? How do you do your marketing and sales? How do you gather testimonials and social proof from pretty much every client that you have? Um, how do you expand your existing clients so that you get more work from them and you can help them even more? And of course, uh, increase the lifetime value of those customers. Um, how do you actually build a team and how do you approach hiring people? What's the exact process that you can use? How do you create a, uh, a job description? Um, how do you manage your team once you have it? How do you lead your team? Uh, all those questions are answered inside the training and they actually get the, the complete blueprint, so to That's speak, cool. uh, with procedures that I've used inside my own agency and so on and so forth, stuff that they can just take and start applying it. Um, so that's one component of the agency ascendancy program. The next component is one-on-one -on -one coaching and they have unlimited coaching for the 10 week duration as much as they need, but a minimum of one hour per week. And we have this so that we can make sure that 
they can take the information that's presented in the training and actually apply it to their business successfully for their specific situations. Uh, because, I mean, it's one thing to have some general information, right? And it's another to know exactly how you can apply it in your own situation. So yeah. that's the second component. The third component is our AI-driven lead generation. So we have our own system that is going to help them implement a lead generation strategy to secure calls on their calendar. It's not the only marketing that we do. Um, it's actually just one-third of the marketing strategies that they're going to be using in order to book out their calendar. Um, the other two strategies are going to be uh, directed outbound outreach to, let's say, whale clients, much bigger clients, and we show them exactly how to do that, and also content and oh, wow. yeah. building themselves into an authority. So that's the third component. And then the fourth component is accountability. Throughout the 10 weeks, they're going to keep a journal. We're going to set a master plan at the beginning with very clear goals where they want to be at the end and what they actually need to do mathematically in order to get there. We break down those goals and we get fixed on daily goals and daily tasks that they have to do every day in order to make sure they hit those goals. And then they are going to keep a journal throughout the process to stay accountable and to make sure that they're actually obtaining the results. Um, and we also have a guarantee and we pretty much guarantee um, results to the very end of the program. So the guarantee is to the very end of the 10 weeks. Um, and as I said, we before people join, they have to actually apply to join and we get on a yeah. call with them, either myself or my team, and we just make sure they're the right fit for the program. And if they're not, we usually recommend them some other resource um, that they can use um, and we tell them when they should reconnect with us. So, I mean, that's really a summary of what we do. Yeah. So at the moment we don't do, we don't do copywriting anymore. I mean, that's what I used to do when I was running my agency. Oh, Nowadays we just help business owners, um, particularly agency owners and also freelancers scale and basically achieve both freedom and the money that they desire. Love it. All right. Awesome. Tutor. All right. So before we get ready to wrap up, I always like to ask, my guest to leave a couple of words of encouragement for the audience to get them inspired and motivated to start moving forward with their goals. So if you don't mind, just drop a couple of words that have been helpful to you or just anything that you think would inspire somebody to move forward. That's awesome. So what I would say is that you have to be aware that it's always possible for you and um, try to get out of the mindset of um, making excuses and thinking that it's not going to be possible for you because, I mean, there's always a way. You know, I built my agency um, and my freelancing business really in the first place from Romania. Um, a lot of people would consider that a huge disadvantage. And yet, you know, I've managed to work with some yeah. of the biggest companies in the U.S. Um, in my niche. So it's it's definitely possible. Uh, but you have to believe in it and then you have to be willing to put in the work. Yeah. It is going to take a lot of work, but if that's what you really want, then you can actually do it and you can actually be successful. So that's what I would say to anybody who is interested to get started and just start with the smallest things. You know, right, the first yeah. thing, as I said, is get, getting a skill, get a skill, practice that skill, and then look into actually building this into a bigger thing and a bigger business. Love it. All right, guys, Tudor, uh, let 
go ahead and, and let us know where we can connect with you online if anybody wants to reach out, get more information, and also your socials. I'll also include this uh, once this episode goes live for anybody who may miss it the first time around, and then we will wrap from there. Cool. That's that's awesome. So, I mean, the, the main place really is our website, which is um, tanda.digital. Um, we can put a link, I believe, in the in the description for that as well. Um, that's on the website. They're going to be able to find the free training. We also have a lot of other resources. There's a YouTube channel with videos and trainings, how to do sales, how to get your first client, how to think about structuring a sales conversation, a lot of different stuff that's helpful to freelancers and agency owners. And we also have a blog section where we cover topics like how do you deal with um, for example, um, anxiety, uh, when you're doing sales, when you're doing prospecting, how do you deal with issues of self-belief? How do you get more appointments for your business? What, what shall you do if you find that you're working too long, um, and you're, you're not making as much money as you wish you would make? What can you do then if you're burning out, right? We have a lot of topics that are covered there. So I would say our website is the number one source. After that, they can check out, our um, uh, my LinkedIn profile because I frequently publish content on LinkedIn and I help people out over there. So if people want to connect with me directly um, and message me, probably just um, going on my LinkedIn is the way. Now my LinkedIn handle is Tudor FD. You know, so if they type in LinkedIn.com/in/TudorFD they're going to find my profile. And I believe we can also put a link for that um, in the description. Absolutely. Sounds good, Tudor. Well, thanks so much for the information you've shared with us. I appreciate you being such a great guest and we definitely look forward to having you back. Thank you as well, Kitra, for the opportunity. It's been awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Kitra's website updates, just log on to Kitra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.